Hey guys, welcome to the Quacks Podcast. Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. Uh, I hope the holidays treated you well and you got some good rest time. I had a nice break myself. Uh, I'm kind of itching to get back to work. You know, whenever I have a week or two off, uh, by the end of it, I always kind of feel antsy. Now that would probably be different if I were in the Bahamas (laughs) or something, but at home, you know, I can only uh, clean and, and get errands done for so long before uh, I'm just kind of itching to get back to work. So uh, happy that this new year is here and that uh, I can start working again. So this week, uh, we're going to have a short episode. Um, I have an interview with the raw meat guy coming out here uh, next episode. So uh, today I'm just going to do some news stuff. Uh, there was an important news article that popped up a while ago on Mercola. It's kind of been on the back burner. I've wanted to touch on it, but I just haven't had the time. Uh, so today we're going to talk about it. Now, the article is titled, U.S. Military Fears EMFs Are Causing Pilots to Crash. So this is pretty crazy. Apparently, there has been a rising trend in military aircraft crashes, and one of the theories is that the high amounts of EMF that pilots are exposed to are potentially uh, causing them to have lapses in attention and brain issues. So DARPA is doing studies to find out if the pilots are, you know, having their uh, brains microwaved or something. Uh, I was actually recently talking to my friends about DARPA and how uh, it is the government organization that studies all the craziest ideas you have, you know, ever heard of. So if you think, uh, milk thistle will help you psychically connect with aliens from the Pleiades or something. Well, <laughs> DARPA has probably done a study on it at some point. Uh, this also means that it's probably one of the best government organizations you could work at. It's probably super interesting, uh, really fun, and you probably even hold on to your soul a little bit there as well compared to other gov- government organizations. So anyway, uh, I want to read you two parts of the article that I think stand out the most. So uh, this is the statement from DARPA. Uh, So this is what they said. Uh, It has been hypothesized that the cockpit RF and EM levels may influence cognitive performance, uh, including task saturation, misprioritization, uh, complacency, and spatial disorientation. So they're just talking about the brain effects there. Uh, However, EMF fields and radio waves in cockpits are not currently monitored. Little effort has been made to shield pilots from these fields and the potential impacts of these fields on cognition have not been assessed. Recent DARPA-funded research has demonstrated that human brains sense magnetic fields like those used by animals for navigation, so I guess birds and stuff, uh, and that this process is jammed, i.e. disrupted, by radio waves impacting uh, brain waves and behavior. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing uh, right there because they are just, you know, admitting that EMF is affecting people. Um, it's just, you know, out in the open because, you know, you got to understand there are 5G towers going up and 4G towers everywhere, all based on the myth that EM waves, you know, from these towers don't affect humans. Or if they do, uh, the microwaves are not strong enough to make any real impact Therefore, you know, they don't really even enter into the conversation on public health. So, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy that it's just kind of right out there in the open. Uh, the statement goes on. It says, furthermore, recent findings were the first to show that even weak RF fields and earth strength 
earth strength magnetic fields have measurable reproducible effects on human brainwaves and unconscious behavior in a controlled environment. Current tactical audio headsets project microwave fields up to 10 times earth strength, the effect of which can now be measured experimentally in a similar controlled environment. So that's basically DARPA's statement about what is happening. Uh, They're acknowledging that EMF has an effect on the human body, but they're unsure if it is detrimental, and if so, to what degree. But the article does go on to explain how EMF is probably causing problems in the human body. And to do that, we shift gears to a man named Martin Paul, or Pal, or Pale, I don't know, P-A-L-L, Uh, who is a PhD of biochemistry and basic medicine at Washington State University. Uh, He's studied EMF and details in this quote, you know, the primary mechanisms of basically how EMF destroys the body. So this quote reads, uh, microwave radiation activates the voltage-gated calcium channels, VGCCs, in the outer membrane of your cells, causing them to open, thus allowing an abnormal influx of calcium ions. So I, you know, I'd heard this one before, uh, and if you listen back to, you know, the three-part series on EMF that I did a long time ago with Brian, uh, Brian and I, we talk about calcium and how stimulative calcium can be to the metabolism. Uh, there was this study that I shared at that time, which showed that uh, metabolism within the brain was more active on the side of the head where a cell phone was placed versus the side of the head where a phone was not placed. And they were measuring metabolism by the consumption of glucose in your brain cells. Uh, And so this is why, you know, when you're first exposed to high levels of EMF, if you've never really been exposed to much before, it is like a stimulant. It's like coffee. You know, your, your metabolism revs up from this calcium that is stimulating you. Uh, So Dr. Martin, he goes on to say, this activates nitric oxide, which combines with superoxide to form peroxynitrate. Now this I did not know. And this right here, this is a big deal, folks. Because if peroxynitrate is increased from EMF, that connects EMF with a ton of chronic diseases. Uh, Peroxynitrate causes what is called uh, nitrosative stress, nitrosative stress, something along those lines. And it's linked to fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, liver damage, Alzheimer's, uh, asthma, arthritis. I mean, you name it, this thing is linked to it. Now, as far as what peroxynitrite is, it's a powerful oxidant uh, that is created within your body when nitric oxide and superoxide combine together and it has a wide array of tissue damaging effects. So you'll remember an oxidant basically it's going to oxidize what it what it runs into and that it can run into a lot of different things. So uh, things like lipid peroxidation can occur. So that's when you know healthy fats or fats become unhealthy within your body. Uh, inactivation of enzymes and ion channels. So if it runs into those, uh, inhibition of mitochondrial respiration, that's just your mitochondria making energy. So it can inhibit that cell death, DNA damage. So this stuff is just, it's super not good. Uh, I think when Ray talks about Ray Pete, uh, when he talks about nitric oxide, not being something you want to increase, The reason is because when you raise nitric oxide levels, you also raise peroxy nitrite levels. And a lot of bodybuilders and just 
regular people now are, are taking uh, these pre-workout formulas these days. I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen those at gyms and health food stores, uh, and they contain things that raise nitric oxide, you know, stuff like L-citrulline or L-arginine. Uh, and these things are great for working out. You know, they give you energy, they give you this great muscle pump, but you know, if this is you, you, you might get yourself into trouble long-term if you don't take the steps to mitigate the damage from this, this peroxynitrite stuff. So anyway, really, really interesting to me. Uh, I was recently also doing some research on multiple chemical sensitivities. You know, that's when someone's basically having an allergic reaction to everything uh, from perfumes to pets to, you know, just anything you can think of, they, they might react to it. And one of the successful protocols within that chronic condition is based on lowering these peroxynitrite levels. So, I mean, to me, this is kind of the whole banana. Well, it's not the whole banana, but it's a, it's a big part of the banana. Um, if EMF is increasing peroxynitrite levels, it explains a bunch of different things we see. Uh, so, and, and, you know, I'm just, you know, kind of spitballing here. Um, so for example, why do people have more allergies every single year? You know, I see this all the time in health food stores. People will come in, they'll say, oh, I'm allergic to this new thing that I didn't used to be allergic to. What do I do? And then next year they'll come in and be like, oh, now I'm allergic to some other new thing until they're just allergic to everything. Well, peroxynitrite is implicated in multiple chemical sensitivities. So there is a potential connection. Um, another one is, you know, how about why is there a national decrease every year of men's testosterone levels? We talked about that in the TRT uh, episode that every year men's testosterone levels are going down by one or 2%. Well, testosterone will likely increase levels of nitric oxide. There's, there's a relationship there within your body. So maybe the body is experiencing this nitrosative stress and purposely downregulating testosterone to compensate. That's something the body would do to protect itself. Uh, why is diabetes increasing? You know, other than uh, seed oils and refined carbs and lots of other reasons. Well, one thing they find in type 2 diabetes is that nitric oxide production is compromised in some way. There's some connection with nitric oxide production. So perhaps, again, it's connected to this nitrosative stress. And, you know, I'm just spitballing and kind of ruminating on potential connections. Um, another is magnesium use. That has become so widespread, and it's getting more and more popular every year. Well, magnesium somewhat mitigates the excitation that comes from calcium being forced out of our cells from EMF. So for me, you know, this could potentially explain a lot. But you know, I could see that there is reason to be like, yeah, maybe not. I mean, maybe you're skeptical. Maybe you say, you know, Lucas, your connections doth be too loose <laughs> or whatever. Well, there, there is a way you can test whether this is true, uh, at least somewhat. There's one vitamin uh, that is very good at scavenging nitric oxide and hence lowering peroxynitrite levels. Uh, this vitamin is used in tons of protocols for different chronic conditions, uh, and it is called hydroxycobalamin, and it's a certain type of vitamin B12. Now, usually when you go to the store and you buy some you know, multivitamin or whatever, you're getting either cyanocobalamin or methocobalamin. Those are the two most popular types of B12, and those don't actually work for this. Uh, you need a special type of B12 called hydroxycobalamin. And uh, 
if you've ever ever been exposed to lots of EMF and maybe you're developing some type of chronic disease, you can test this out by first getting out of EMF and second, trying this hydroxycobalamin and, and seeing if it helps. Um, it might, might be an interesting experiment. I, I will say, I think it does work uh, because I've, I've been taking hydroxycobalamin probably every other day or every third day for maybe six months now, I want to say. Uh, I started taking it because I read about it uh, in this multiple chemical sensitivity protocol and I wanted to try it. Uh, I, I've liked it quite a bit. It's pretty good. Um, it's subtle, but I feel a certain calmness when I use it. Uh, I'm also less sensitive to perfumes and other things that would, you know, give me headaches or, or stuff. Uh, so maybe it's working. I don't know. It, it's very hard to tell uh, with kind of long-term things like this. It's it's the kind of thing where you basically have to start taking it and then just see in three months or six months if you can handle some allergy that you used to have. And if you can handle it better, then you could say, well, maybe this is helping. Uh, it's It's not the best experiment in the world, but it could have some, some potential. And I, and I, you know, I had no idea hydroxy was helpful for EMF. Uh, but as someone with a history of high EMF exposure, it doesn't surprise me. So I think, uh, I think hydroxycobalamin is one of those things you can put in your pocket along with things like niacinamide, uh, that might, you know, that have some potential in helping either when you're, you've already been exposed to high EMF or you're in a high EMF environment uh, to survive long enough to get out of that. So I should also say, uh, you know, you never want to go too overboard with the hydroxy. Uh, if you inhibit or if you scavenge too much nitric oxide, you can inhibit your immune system, which is really not something you want to do. So you just, you know, stick to the, the normal dosage. Don't go, uh, don't go nuts on that. Anyway, that was, uh, that was the interesting article I wanted to talk about. Um, but before I wrap this up, I, you know, I've probably said this before and maybe too many times, but it is the first episode of the year. So I do want to reiterate it. I think that EMF is one of the greatest threats of our time. Uh, it is, it is like the lead water pipes from back in the Roman times. Um, I don't know if you know this story, but back in the Roman days, there were these water pipes, they were made of lead and it, you know, basically caused this low-level chronic lead poisoning of everybody who drank from those water pipes in Rome. And no one knew that this was going on because everybody was experiencing it. So it was kind of like one of those situations where the frog's getting boiled very slowly and nobody really knows that everyone's going a little crazy with lead poisoning because you don't really have a contrast to that. But if you could go back in time and tell a small group of people like, hey, don't drink the water from the pipes, drink from this lake over here. Uh, after 10 years, that small group of people would be way less crazy than the rest of the Romans. And if you were in that small group of people, you'd be saying, you know, wow, why, why is everyone so nuts and sick and crazy all the time? And, and things are going fine for me. EMF is like that. Uh, it is slowly boiling everyone. And because everyone is in it, you know, the crazy amount of stress it causes over time is is relatively invisible. I mean, we see the stress, but it's blamed on politics or, you know, something else. And, and, and another thing is it's, it's most concentrated in the big cities. That's, that's where EMF is the strongest too. And that's where you're seeing some of the largest amount of stress and riots and all this crazy stuff. But if you step out of it, oh, it's like, it's like stepping into a cool pond on a hot summer day. Um, and if you, if you look around at news and Twitter and, and all that stuff, you think, man, people have just gone nuts and they can't see it. So 
I don't know. Uh, this is why, you know, when people talk about 2021 and they say, you know, it's going to be better. Like I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Yeah. 2021, it's going to be better than 2020. Think positive, like be positive. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, get at it. Way to go. Blah, blah, blah. But, 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 but the overall trend of our society is towards insanity and death. (laughs) Uh, It sounds terrible. At least until we can kind of get the lead pipes or, you know, out of our system, we can get the lead out of the water pipes. And, and by that, you know, I don't just mean EMF, you know, there's a lot of other things, all, you know, chemicals and poison in our food and water supply, um, getting back closer to nature, you know, focusing more on strong families and, and that stuff. So I mean, there's a lot of things we got to do and, and we got to figure out a communication technology that isn't microwaving us like all the time. So if, if we do that, sanity can return, but until then, you know, my philosophy is just try and carve out a safe little corner in the asylum and, and find others who want to do the same and, and have some hope. So, all right, friends, that's it for me today. I know a short little episode. Uh, oh, real quick, the meat thing is going really well. Uh, still sometimes struggling with the sleep. You know, I've been kind of going back and forth with the lamb and then the grass fed. Uh, so struggling a little bit with that. Uh, but Overall, doing really well. Uh, weight has pretty much stayed the same. Haven't lost any more weight, probably because the holidays. I, I had a ton of, you know, food and wine and all that good stuff. Uh, but hopefully, going to start losing weight again soon. Um, so yeah, that's going really well, and I'll I'll keep you updated on that as uh, new new developments occur. Um, thank you so much for listening. Quackspodcast.com for our Amazon affiliate banner. If you feel like giving some support, please share or review us if you got you know, value out of this and you have a little time. Happy New Year, uh, 2021. Going to be better than 2020. You'll see. No, no problem. Be well.